0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm Ross.
1: And I'm Gordon.
0: And this time we're going to talk about joining a camera club. I want to thank one of our listeners, Bob, who wrote in to say, Hey, I've been thinking about joining a camera club. I don't know what to look for. How do I make these decisions? How do I know that a camera club is right for me? And so what I thought I'd do, because I have a bias, having created a camera club is I would interview Gordon and get his thoughts on the subject. Um, I think he'll be more balanced than, <laughs> per, than perhaps I would, <laughs> <laughs> than perhaps I might, because I do have biases and opinions. Gordon, is that okay with you?
1: That's absolutely fine.
0: Okay, cool. So I guess the first question I would have, Gordon, is why would anyone choose to join a camera club or photo club or whatever Nomenclature is
1: appropriate. Uh, I believe that at its most basic, uh, one would use it as a venue to improve their photography. And that's a blanket statement, obviously, which hopefully will boil down a bit as we go along. Okay. And as a part of that, as a venue for evaluating one's own images uh, in comparison to the work of others.
0: Now, when you say that, are you talking about a comparison as to better or worse or as a vehicle for experimentation and learning?
1: Uh, All of of the above. Okay, fair enough. Uh, You would look at somebody's something and say, hmm, that's... I, th- that's better than I've ever shot, so that makes it the better than. Or that's something I've never shot, which makes it the experimentation.
0: Fair enough. Okay. So are there different types of camera clubs?
1: Um, I believe there are. Now, I have only belonged to one. Uh, so anything I say about this is... Uh, second-hand opinion and uh, from comments made by others. But essentially, I've been able to glean that there are two types. There are those uh, whose main thrust seems to be preparation for competition and involvement in competitions, and the other is obviously not
0: okay, so when you say competition, what do you what do you mean?
1: Well, the clubs seem to be um, they want you to subject subject sorry, rephrase that submit your images. Uh, the images go on display. Uh, Either your peers or external judges will periodically look at these images, afford them a degree of rating, and depending upon how the club is set up or that incident is set up, uh, you would either receive... an award in the way of a certificate or prize or nomination on social media or something along those lines as to the fact that your work is good or not so good. And when I say preparation of, I have sat in at um, an evaluation of some of these clubs and they look at your images from a very a critical uh, fashion in terms of uh, what's in the image, what shouldn't be there, something's interfering with the line of sight, and your advice to address those issues. So that that I think is... I, I think you should also add that I believe that the membership of these... Uh, competitive type clubs uh, tend to be somewhat more aggressive, uh, perhaps more involved sometimes, uh, because they are encouraged to get involved in these things.
0: Okay. And how does... You also say that there are clubs that are not competitively oriented, so... What's the difference, other than competitions?
1: Uh, well, let's go to the to the membership. The membership tends to be more laid back. They want to photograph what they photograph. Um, they're not interested in having it evaluated as a means of getting recognition. Uh, But they do want to learn what constitutes a good photograph and ways and means of getting there. And I think they prefer the critique to be less stressful. I, I, I won't say more constructive, because I believe the critique is probably constructive in both of them. Just the thrust is different from one to the other.
0: Okay, fair enough. And uh, I guess then in that case, um, who is providing this, use your phrase, constructive critique information?
1: Ah, uh, I think that's probably one of the key points. Uh Every camera club has a head honcho, if you wish, somebody who is directing things and generally has perhaps more experience uh, in running running the club, maybe more experience in photography. Uh So the primary critique might come from there, or may come from the membership themselves, or on periodic occasions, from external judges, they may have a contest going on of different categories of your images and have judges looking at them from, I understand, a set series of rules that they try to match. Okay. The non-competitive. Uh, the critique uh, is not quite along those lines. It's, it's more. Yes, I see what you've done there. Uh, but I'm seeing this maybe interfering with the image. And uh, there are maybe other ways to get to this. And this too would be provided by the leader of the club or by predominantly the peers. External reviewers tend to be less in the non-competitive clubs. Now, I could be completely off the wall with this, but that's how I perceive things.
0: I'm asking what your perception is, so I think that's fair. So, obviously, someone looking at a camera club should be, if I understand you correctly, determining if they are a competitive or non-competitive oriented person. I don't think anybody is all one or all the other, but is it fair to say that most people will fall more to one side than the other?
1: Yes, I believe that's true.
0: Okay. Okay. So someone looking at a camera club, one of the questions they might be inclined to ask of the leadership, whether that's a person or a committee of people, you know, what they call, you know, an elected board or whatever, which way that club is oriented, would that be good advice? hmm Okay. So once that determination is made and somebody is looking at joining a club, what are the kinds of expectations that they should have from a camera club? Um,
1: I thought about this a fair amount because you read so much, and there's, there's so much written down, but trying to crisp, distill that down into a few points becomes difficult. So what I came up with is, uh, one can expect to receive current, curated evidence-based information regarding photography. They should have opportunities and encouragement to implement the information that they have been given. Uh, We've mentioned that they're entitled to a mechanism for participating in useful critique uh, with the aim of improving their images there should be a medium available, particularly in this current environment of virtual everything, uh, that there should be a medium to display your images uh, with the understanding that in uh, comments made about your images will be constructive and not abusive or critical. And I think The next one is probably key to all organizations, is that they should have um, workshops of some variety to to develop a particular skill set. Um, I I think this is probably one of the primary mechanisms of improving your skills over what one has been doing in the past. And then there should be a mechanism for submitting your stuff or suggestions uh, for discussion that you can submit and say, uh, I know nothing about this. Can somebody you know, hold some kind of a session on this? Okay. And Yep, so I think that pretty much, to my mind, is, I I think, a reasonable set of things to look at to see whether the camera club that you're thinking of will provide that for you or not.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, when you talk about those things, they all sound quite reasonable. How often do you think it's necessary for a camera club to meet?
1: I don't know that you can put a number on that. Because some clubs
0: meet weekly, some every two weeks, some monthly?
1: I, I, I don't know about a lot, but certainly monthly is, I think, probably the minimum. Uh, It could be a meeting on a monthly basis with, interspersed with other events uh, as seen fit. Um, But probably a monthly meeting is a minimum. I, I know others meet more frequently. But again, that it should be determined by the membership because you can hold as many meetings if you want. But if nobody can come to them, well, it's it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant how many meetings you actually have.
0: I see. Is there any? Is there a generational aspect to camera club membership? Like, do we see people from different people from different generations? Do they tend to skew one way or the other?
1: Um, I don't know for sure, but I can see that as a, if the camera club or the members are more hobbyists, then I can see it being skewed towards a generation of people who have the time to indulge the hobby. If one is more professional um, or more uh, work-oriented, then uh, yes, you might have you might have a younger genre of people who are learning learning their skills with the aim to uh, maybe making an income out of it.
0: Fair enough. Okay. And that doesn't have to be a full-time job?
1: It becomes that, but it doesn't have to be.
0: Okay. Fair enough. So if those are reasonable expectations of any type of camera club, be they of the competitive or non-competitive orientation that you talk about, are there any other things that a camera club may or may not offer that you see as something worth asking about?
1: Yes, I sort of broke them down into uh, uh, activities uh, of the camera club. Uh, So I put them down as being useful and very definitely enjoyable, but maybe less crucial uh, activities. And I think the first of those would be Uh, Everybody talks about, oh, we have presentations by visiting speakers, which sounds on the surface to be very good, but speakers, I'm skeptical about. Tell me Uh, more. Ah, well, well, speakers are like teachers. There are good ones and there are not so good ones. There, uh, there are people who have. I, I look at them as people who've already made all the mistakes that you're about to mistake, about to make. Okay. The good ones have learned from their mistakes. The not so good ones have overlooked their mistakes, and their ability to pass the information on varies from person to person. And. I also believe that listening to a person tell you their experiences with doing something it's it's exciting it's it's involving it gets you fired up all the way to your car after the meeting after which you don't remember what they said So chances are good that you've got a a glimmer of knowledge from them. But you're going to make the same mistakes all over again. And you'll recognize them when you make them. Mm -hmm. But photography is a solitary activity. And you will make the mistakes and you will learn from the mistakes. So useful, fun. Some of them are very good speakers but may not be as useful as we believe them to be.
0: So in the context of visiting speakers, I mean, as you say, that's a common advertisement, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a visiting speaker, your opinion, are you looking at for someone who is going to show you their pictures or someone who is going to try to impart knowledge or some combination therein? Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: I believe it has to be a combination. Uh, But the main thrust should be directed to imparting knowledge of a particular aspect. I think some of them tend to be too broad-based Uh, and a broad-based subject uh, leaves out all the essential parts. So if they're going to be a good speaker, I believe they have to focus on a particular aspect of photography and attempt to teach you uh, about that aspect. And to teach you, they have to demonstrate with their own images and detailed information. This yes, this is my image. This is very nice that I've done this, and the internet is full of this. Uh, YouTube is full of people. I'll just take some pictures out here, and I'll show you the results. Well, that uh, that's no use to me whatsoever. So, I think they have to focus on uh, on particular aspects of it, and they have to their images have to back up. And instruct you on how to do things. Not merely uh, sit back and enjoy the way I did things uh, at some point in the past.
0: Okay. I appreciate you clarifying that. What other activities are enjoyable, maybe not quite as crucial, but may make the membership in a club more fun?
1: Uh, if there were one uh, one thing I could pin down, it would be the organization of outings or particular photo shoots. Um, everybody looks on these as oh, this is great. We go out. We go to the airport. We go here. We go somewhere else. Uh, well and good. But again, I'm somewhat skeptical because an outing, uh, more often than not, translates into a select few who do the groundwork, uh, indicate where you're going to be going. But when you get there, you... The others come along for the ride and to do their thing. But photography is by its nature and a solitary activity. And you can have 25 people around you. But what you're doing is what you are doing, not anybody else. It's
0: not a team sport.
1: It's certainly not a team sport. Okay. But, these are all things that you would very easily do on your own. You don't need an outing to do them. You can, If you say, well, I think I'll go photograph some airplanes today. Well, find a place where the airplanes fly. Go for, it, for a shoot them. Uh, you don't need a whole club to go along with you. So they're, they're nice. They're, they're social activities. You get together between photography you have lunch you may go somewhere for a beer afterwards but the activity itself is a solitary activity
0: so the photography is solitary the sh- the event is the social yes okay fair enough and you are these let's call them photo shoot opportunities, use your words, are they a, is there an orientation towards skills development and learning or is it really more just finding a way to get people to come out and use their camera and spend a little time together and then secondarily maybe learn something new?
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's an opportunity for people to come out and use their camera. If you want to learn a particular skill, uh, that moves it even more into a solitary activity. Because to try and take 25 people and try to get them to do the same thing and uh, not going to happen. However, if in the group that come out, uh, there will always be a spectrum of experience, if the less experienced can rely on the more experienced to guide them into how they could do something, or give them alternate tips on how to do something then that's a valuable that's a valuable uh, activity
0: so now you're starting i think maybe i'm wrong but if, i think that you're creating a fuzzier line between a photoshop a photo shoot opportunity and a workshop
1: because at One a workshop
0: the teacher should not be playing with a camera.
1: I absolutely agree.
0: I mean, how do you help somebody if you're busy photographing? Right.
1: So, and that is exactly the the demarcation. I see. Okay. And it is it is fuzzy. You go out as a group, but I know you and uh, another group in the area have. Gone up to the bird sanctuary out here, and i've I've attended some of those, and I've noticed that you and the person from the other group uh, were played the role of instructors, and you went from person to person to see how they were doing and commenting. but you seldom shot you shot some. But mostly, the two of you functioned as resource people. So So
0: that's a a workshop.
1: As a workshop. I think a workshop may be even more focused than that. Okay. Uh, But maybe that's an arbitrary distinction.
0: Yeah, well, obviously we're going to have our own um, subjective determination of how workshoppy a workshop is.
1: (laughs) Okay, we'll go with that.
0: Okay. So how then would you coach somebody who can answer, who has taken the time to look at these criteria? How do, what are the guidance elements you would give them to choosing a camera club?
1: I think you have to start asking yourself some hard questions before you do that. And the first, I looked at these in in three different categories. There's a a personal assessment, the club assessment, and then your decision-making process. The personal assessment, you have to evaluate your own personality and decide which of those personalities that we talked about at the beginning of this you fall into. If you tend to be perhaps more sensitive or less, uh, or more averse to being in somebody else's face, uh, then you might want to... uh, look at a different kind of a camera club or 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 a club that has different uh different criteria assess your own learning style and that's probably fairly crucial Uh, if you are the person who wants all the information handed to you that will guide you in a direction that's completely different from the kind of person that wants to go out and photograph everything and put it up for display and have somebody tell them it looks awful. So if somebody telling you that is going to wreck your sense of self-worth, then maybe you don't need to belong to that camera club. So you have to assess your own personality, you have to assess your learning style, And more important, I think, what is your gratification point? Do you look to getting likes and thumbs up and pats on the back? Or are you willing to look at your own stuff and say, you know, I kind of like this. And I don't actually care what anybody else says. I like this. And that would definitely send you in another direction altogether. But you have to be able to answer these questions honestly. Because if you don't, well, you will find out uh, fairly shortly whether you should have changed your answers or not.
0: Okay. So that helps with the personal side.
1: Right. What about the club itself? I think probably the first thing and a very important one is what do you have near you? If we ever return to uh, a society where we can meet face-to-face and get together in groups, uh, belonging to a camper club that's 50 kilometers away from you is not going to get you there very often. So even though what's in your vicinity may not be somebody else's top-notch club, the fact that they are there and are willing to be a club will probably get you more information that the best club of the world that's 100 kilometers away will get you. So location, what's available next to you, first thing.
0: Let me ask you a question on that topic because... I was speaking to the leadership of one of the Southwestern Ontario clubs. And in the, con- the course of the pandemic, um, they've done, through social media, a fair bit of outreach uh, to encourage new members to join who are not in the area. Okay. And they've gotten members from, you know, obviously from Ontario, but also across Canada into the United States and even around the world. And in the Zoom world, that seems to work out okay, time zone allowing. Mm -hmm. But if things do go back to the state where we are, where our meetings are predominantly face-to-face, you know, live interaction, real people talking to each other, does that change how people look at a club?
1: I think it will. Um, you moderate for Kelby One, and you know that's that's one of the online organisations organisations that uh, reach out across boundaries of any kind. And we have learnt to do our own reaching out. But the uh, the downside, not the downside, but the other side of this is that again, depending upon the generation that's involved, the involvement in the virtual aspects of the club meetings may not be as great as a younger, more forthcoming generation. But it certainly... It's made the concept of... uh, face-to-face meetings it, I, I believe has changed the character of what clubs were and what clubs could be
0: okay so let's keep coming back to the to the clubs so you said first find one that is a workable distance for you
1: right either face-to-face whatever. or online whatever whatever works for you yes
0: is there anything else
1: uh, start looking at what the club does Uh, a reasonably set up club will have a website it will have a mission statement it should tell you something about the person that's running the club should tell you what its own expectations are and how it hopes to get there um And should be very clear in how they assess your images or how you can expect your images to be assessed uh, and who is going to do the assessing and impart the information. This sounds very good. However, sometimes finding the information online, particularly on websites that are uh, serving themselves uh, may be more difficult to do. You may need to search wider to see if there's been any input on social media, um, to see if there's any secondary feedback as to how they feel the, the club works. Um, we've already talked about trying to get the information about whether they, they're competitive or non-competitive or how they're going to approach that. But that's all part of your overall evaluation. Okay. Um, I think that's... Uh, everybody says to do that, but it's, it's not as easy to do uh, in, per, in reality as it is to do on paper. Um, and then the last aspect of this is, once you 've put all this together, uh, to go back to Bob's question that prompted this in the first place, well, how do I decide? Well, you've got the information, now you flip a coin, because, like a camera bag there's a good chance that one club will not do everything that you want it to. So you may as well accept that fact, pay your dues, sit in on a meeting if they will permit that, see how they do things themselves. I think most dues are not terribly expensive. Join whichever one you want. Chances are good. Well, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be right and you fit, in which case, great, super. You did it in one. If you're not, well, move on. Forfeit the membership dues, whatever, and move on to the next one until you do find something that you like. Chances are good. You're not going to get it in one. That's okay. Now you have more experience under the belt to make your decision.
0: Well, thank you, Gordon. I appreciate you taking the time to provide your perspective on this subject. Um, is there anything you would like to add as we no, I bring think the episode I'm, to the end?
1: I think I'm all out of steam. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: All right, guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. This has been the Make Better Photos and Videos Podcast. I'm Russ. I'm Gordon. And we will speak to you again soon. Take care, everyone.